بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولاه بإذن الله we are going to start كتاب الطهارة the purification from below المرام explanation by الشيخ صالح هذا الشيخ and the way we are going to explain this just go over the hadith we are not going to go deep inside because you know many issues amongst the ulama so this is the way it's supposed to be the students knowledge or anybody wants to learn he has to take it step by step and little by little then after that he can you know increase his ilm by looking into you know big books this kitab mashallah by al-hafid ibn hajar bulug al-maram and very good kitab and he started his kitab by khutbat al-hajar and as sheikh salah said you know khutbat al-hajar Usually, when you give a speech, when you talk, you start with Khutbat al-Hajjah. But in writing, when you write something, you don't have to. You write, At-Tanawul Hamd, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you make salah on the Prophet and you introduce in the introduction with something fits the subject you are talking about. And if you go over the books written by the ulama, you will find in their introduction, related to the matters or the issues or the mas'ala or the what inside the kitab. And you notice here, Sheikh Al-Hafid ibn Hajar, they didn't start with Khutbat al-Hajj. And even other ulama, they didn't start with Khutbat al-Hajj. But in the speech, you start with Khutbat al-Hajj. But in writing, you start with something that's the subject of your speech. Can after that he mentioned that the Sahaba and they have the ilm from the Prophet ﷺ. Maybe this is will makes you move and try to be one of those who get this inheritance from the Prophet ﷺ. I'm not going to stop a lot because this book it's 500. This is the explanation of Kitab al-Tahara only. It's almost 600 pages, and we have a few days. We go over the, uh, try to clarify some few points to have an idea so you can study the kitab by yourself and you add to it from other books, you know, explanation by other ulama. By doing this, you can understand that you cannot take the ilm all together in one shot. And he has his manhaj in his kitab, he would say, أخرجه السبع, أخرجه الأربع, أخرجه الخمسة, and so on. This is his istilah. When he says sab'a, it means Imam Ahmed and the rest. Abu Dawood, Al-Nasai, Al-Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, Bukhari, Muslim, all, you know, the six and plus two of them, you know, Ahmed Ibn Hanbal. He said, وَبِالسِّتَّةِ مَنْ عَدَى أَحْمَدِ When I say al-sitta, I mean who? The six, you exclude, you take away Imam Ahmed. وَقَدُ أَقُولِ الْأَرْبَعَ Immense by the Larva, who Imam Ahmed, Bukhari, Muslim, and so he has his own terminology, and this is something it's not fixed with the ulama. Everybody he has his own style, okay. And sometimes at the end of every hadith, Al-Hafid bin Hajar he mentioned أخرجه ابن ماجا أخرجه so and so, and if you go to that kitab, you might not find that التخريج. Don't say, Allah, Al-Hafid ibn Hajar here, he doesn't know, and maybe he forgot, and this hadith, it's not in Nasai, or it's not in Bukhari, 
or it's not. No, don't say that. Because the riwayat, we have different riwayat. It could be the kitab, the urine, hafid ibn hajr, the hadith, it's there. And the nuskha, the scripture we have now, doesn't have that hadith. So be careful about that. Don't try to be smart to say, you know, hafid ibn hajr made a mistake. Because this is his field. I'm not saying he doesn't, you know, make any mistakes. But usually they are professional in their, in their, so we have different riwayat. Bukhari, the kitab of Bukhari, we don't have it from one, one narrator only. We have different riwayat. Farabri, we have somebody else. Sometimes he said, أَخْرَجَهُ النَّسَائِ And he meant al-kubra. Because the say has two, a surah and a kubra. You have to be careful. Sometimes, as I said, the riwayat, sometimes, you know, as I said, you know, different scripture. And sometimes he... He referred this hadith to different uh, references. Okay? And if you go, you find that hadith, it's long or short. It's not as Al-Hafid ibn Hajar Mash. But Al-Hafid, he meant the asal of that hadith, it's there. Let's say if I say this hadith, he refers to Al-Nasai. If you go, the hadith is long here, and you find it short there. But Al-Hafid, uh, Rahimallah, he meant the asal of that hadith, it's there. And sometimes he says it's in a Muslim. If you go to Muslim, you don't find it. But Muslim, Rahimallah, after he finished the hadith, he said, would another stand mitlu? He mentioned the isnad only without mentioning the hadith. So he referring, when he said the isnad, that chain, without mentioning the hadith, as if he mentioned that hadith because he doesn't want to waste, he wants to make it short. He mentioned the isnad without mentioning the matan, the hadith itself. So al-hafid, uh, he refers to that isnad with that hadith. And you don't find the hadith in Muslim, you think, you know, al-hafid, he doesn't know. He, he, the hadith is not in Muslim, but it is in Muslim because he referred to that isnad where the hadith been mentioned by that isnad. So Muslim, when he mentions a hadith, and after he finishes, mentioned the chain and the hadith, he mentions another chain. We say mitlu, the same, the hadith we mention, without mentioning the hadith. So, hafad, he refers to that isnad as if, you know, telling you, or he's telling you, Muslim, he mentioned this hadith, but as in you don't know, you go, you find the isnad and you don't find, and sometimes you don't know if this is not related to that hadith, you think the Muslim, he didn't mention that hadith, okay? We cannot, you know, try to be smart and to say those ulama, they made a mistake, no. And he worked so hard on this kitab, he worked so hard on this kitab, he withdrew all those hadith from Umdat al-Ahkam, he studied the books before him, and he made this kitab. And his reference is Amdat al-Hakam, Muntaqal Akhbar, Al-Ilmam ibn Daqiq al-Eid, Al-Muharrar ibn Abd al-Hadi. So we have Amdat al-Hakam, Muntaqal Akhbar, Al-Ilmam, Al-Muharrar, and this kitab Bulug al-Maram, which is from those books. Okay. Hmm? بلوغ المرام حافظ بن حجر الشيخ صالح للشيخ 
explanation by Sheikh Al-Sheikh. Okay, let's go to the first hadith. Can anybody would uh, read it in English, please? Do you have the kitab in English? What is the kitab? Here. The first hadith, please. But of course, kitab al-Tahara, Babul Niyah. Why we start with kitab al-Tahara? The most important thing, the ahkam al-amaliyya, the practical ahkam, is salah. And the salah you cannot do it without tahar. And the tahara you cannot do it without knowing the ruling of miyah. So we start with miyah. Why he said he babul miyah? He didn't say babul ma. Because in ma, we have different. We have the one with salt. We have the one that's sweet. We have the one has things tahar, get into it. And the ahkam also different. We have the one we, we are not supposed to drink, the one we cannot use it to make wudu with. So we have different ahkam, we have different kind of water. So that's why he said, Babul Niyah. He didn't say, Babul Mah. So the first hadith, it's on Abi Hurayrata, radiyallahu anhu qal. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fil bahar. See, you can notice when he said, "Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi This is not the word of the Prophet sallallahu The narrator said, "Qala," the Prophet sallallahu said about the bahar, so and so. So the word of the Prophet sallallahu starts after the word al bahar. "Huwa al-tahur ma'u al-hillu maytatu." أخرجه الأربعة وابن أبي شيبة واللفظ له. وصححه ابن خزيمة والترمذي ورواه مالك والشافعي وأحمد. Okay. Would you please read this hadith in English? Narrated Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه that Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said regarding the sea, its water is purifying and its dead animals are lawful to eat. Okay. So the the water that's what الطهور purifying. And the dead animal in the sea, not the animal, uh, dead animal in the sea. Anything belongs to the sea. Not any animal from outside that is in the sea we eat. Belongs to the sea. The one lives in the sea. Whether snakes, whether anything, as long as lives in the sea, and I, whether by the human being or by itself. This is the Qawla Rajah. If we find it on the surface of the water, it's halal. It's permissible to eat. Okay? What's the story of this hadith? Some people, they came and asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Rasulullah, inna narkabul bahar. What's narkabul bahar? How do you say? We ride. We sail. Okay? And we carry with us little water. If we use it for wudu, we get thirsty. We don't have anything, you know, to drink. Can we make wudu with ma'al bahar? See, because they are going through the difficulties. They have little water. If they use it for wudu, you know, that water finished and they cannot have something to drink. Can we use ma'al bahar for wudu? So now they know 
it is tar, clean. But they are asking whether it is good to make tahara to the something else. Because we have in Arabic, tahir for itself, wa mutahir, and it cleans the others. Because we have a few things that could be tahar by itself, but cannot give you tahara. So they know the ma'il bahar, tahar. They don't have a problem to understand this ma'il bahar, the water of the sea, it's tahar. But they want to understand if that ma can use it to make wudu with it, we call it mutahir li So the Prophet ﷺ told them, tahur Yeah, of course. The word tahur, mubalagha, which is tahir in itself, المطهر لغيره will purify the other thing it's tahir in itself and purify the other and there is in Arabic two scales tahur and tuhur okay tahur with fatha tahur with fatha it's the thing itself like uh, uh, the water we call it tahur the action, tahara itself, al-fa'l, the action, we call it tuhur. The same thing, in the breakfast, we have fatur wa futur. Fatur, dates, the things you eat. Fatur, the eat, the action of the eat itself, we call it fatur. Okay, sahur, the thing you eat, the action, we call it suhur. Okay? So we have to distinguish between this and that. So now he said, هو الطهور ماءه. هو الطهور ماءه. Okay? So they don't have any problem with the, and after that he said, الحل ميتته. As we said, any animal lives in the sea, if die, it's permissible to eat it. Degree of this hadith, hadith sahih. It is sahih. Some ulama, or jama, not ulama, they said it is sahih. Some of them they said, and the chains of this hadith has problem. Okay? But, Sheikh Salah al-Sheikh Hafidullah said, the majmu'ah, the result of all those turq, ways, chain, is sahih. Okay, and even the Sheikh Lalbani in Al-Rwa, volume 142, page 42, he said it is Sahih. Okay, so now the Ahkam, this Hadith, we can take that the Ma divided to two things. Tahir, okay, and Tahur. When we say Tahir, mean Tahir in itself. We say Tahur, it means it is tahar in itself, pure in itself, and can purify something else. Okay? So the ulama, they have divided the water to three categories. Tahir, tahur, tahir, najas. Ibn Taymiyyah said, no, there is no such thing. We have tahur, we have najas. Big debate amongst the ulama. We don't want to stop there. Because if I'm going to change it to fiqh, 
This will take Allah. This is Kitab Tahar Bab al-Mujdah. Bidayat al-Mujdah. Kitab Tahar. He mentions the different opinion. But I want to give you a little to taste the meaning of the hadith even from outside. Okay, then after that you work on it. So a majority of the ulama, al-jamhur al-ulama, they said, we divide to three categories. Tahur, Tahir, then Najas. Okay. How we can change Tahur to Tahir? Sometimes the water Tahur, if we put in it Tahir, maybe it loses, if it is a lot, it loses the name of the Tahur, becomes Tahir. And if you put Najasa in it, what you, uh, Najasa, I forgot, impurity in it, will make the water Najas, and this is always the reason, also there is اختلاف amongst the ulama. Whether the water a lot, little, inshallah will reach to that level in the Okay? Why from where we said this is Tahir and Tahur? Give me an example for something is Tahir and Tahur. It's like the water. The water, because as I said, the, the Sahaba, they know it is Tahir. But they want to know, is it has more extra than Tahir in the water? And he said, yeah, okay. No problem. You can make with water. But give me an example. The Prophet sallallahu said, وَجُعِلَتْ uh, There is a hadith here. says, وَجُعِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ كُلُّهَا لِي وَلِأُمَّتِي مَسْجِدًا وَطَهُورًا See? Do you know this hadith? وَجُعِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ لِي كُلُّهَا مَسْجِدًا وَطَهُورًا So he's talking about the land, the sand. Everybody knows the sand, it's tah. But the Prophet add to it something else. Linguistically, there is no such thing. This is tah. But tahur, this is from shara. Tarab, sand, it is tah. It's your. It's not najis if you carry now a sand with it. But he made it tahur. Can purify you if you need it to use it when you make tayam. Ju'ilatli, this is for me. So this is a dalil where we have tahar and tahur. So we have tahar, such as a sand, linguistically it's tahar, but became tahur by the saying of the Prophet Okay? As we said, anything dies in the sea, whether by a human being shot that thing, or died by itself, if you find it on the surface, you can eat it. Al-Mu'allam, a teacher, he should give extra information in his answer. When somebody asks him, if he knows that information, he will benefit, the student will benefit from it. Example for that, they asked him about the sea, the water of the sea, and he added to them, Al-Hillu Maytatu. They did ask him about the food of the sea, or the animal of the sea, but he knew that they are sailing, they are going inside the sea uh, to fish. So they asked him about the water, but he know that they need something for their deen, how to make wudu, and at the same time, they need something for their food. So he told them, the sea, the dead, you know, amulet from the sea, it is permissible, you can eat it and have it. So at the good teacher, when he knows, or somebody asks him a question, and he knows there is benefit from adding extra information, okay, to his answer, that's very good. And this is to show the rahmah of the Prophet ﷺ, and he cares, and he wants to 
tell his ummah all the khair he knows. Okay, hadith number two. Narrated Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Water is pure and nothing can make it impure. Water is pure and nothing? Nothing can make it impure. طبعاً أخرجه الثلاثة وصححه أحمد وصححه الألباني also. Okay. معنى الحديث. Now we take every hadith by itself. Without looking at the other hadith where there is some appears from outside contradiction. But this hadith, the first thing comes to your mind, the water, the najasa and purity cannot affect the water at all. Because it says, إن المطه لا ينجس شيء. Nothing can harm that water if in terms of najasa. Okay? And the story of this, there was a beer. What's beer in English? The well, okay. They, they put many things in it. Okay. How come they put many things in it? And sometimes they bring something to the prophet from that beer. Some some scholars they said it could be the Yahoo. They throw things there. Any najasa they throw it there. Or the other thing we can say about that: the wind and the weather will take that from the desert and throw it in that that beer. But the Prophet would ask him about this. By the way, years ago it was there, this beer, but it's not exist anymore. Even half of Abu Dawood, rahimahullah, went there and asked the guarder there, and he told him, I want to see it, and he wants to see the size of it, and he put his tobe, and uh, you know, the story is known. So to show you the, the, the ulama, they do care about, they know exactly about this beer. Now we have nafi. And shay is nakira. La yunajisuhu shay. We have in Arabic language, when we have nakira, uh, and nafi with it, what nafi negation, uh, with the nakira, shay because shay it's nakira. So anything, shay anything, anything from the things we have cannot impure this water. Okay? Whether it is مغلظة, which is heavy, whether it is little, whether it is light, cannot do anything to that water. As I said, there is a hadith, the hadith sahih, okay, حكام الحديد. Now, as I said, maybe we'll go through another hadith, we'll put restrictions on this word, we'll talk about them later on, okay. So the water we can draw from this hadith, the water still carry the name. We say al-ismul mutlaq. Ya akhi, al-ma' ism al-ma' he carry the name of the ma' najasa gets there and he still carry the name ma' khalas. It is tahar and mutahar. Okay? Now, what can we use this ma' for? رفع الأحداث وإزالة النجاسة رفع الأحداث وإزالة النجاسة الحدث it means when you have what جنابة or you broke your wudu this is حدث جن... نجاسة when you have something in your room نجاسة purity on your toe or on your body we call it إزالة الحدث we cannot Take it by anything except water. But izalat al-najasa, to take impurity away, the ulama said, 
it's okay to use anything as long as you get rid of the najasa. But al hadith because it is Amr Ta'abudi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to use the water. You cannot take anything else to make wudu with it. And that's why the Sahaba ask about the sea, whether it is good enough because has the name of the, 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 the water, but since because had salt, that's why they ask him. They said maybe this is a change, it's not good enough to use it for wudu. So the hadith, which is the wudu or janabah, you cannot take it by anything except water. But izalat al-najasa, something to clean it, you can use anything else. Okay? So we'll talk about those, uh, you know, some hadiths will make structures on this hadith. Go to the hadith number three. Narrated Abu Umama al-Bahili radiyallahu anhu Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Water cannot be rendered impure by anything except something which changes its smell, taste and color. So this hadith, the first part of the hadith الماء إن الماء لا ينجسه شيء. This is right because we mentioned in the hadith number two it is صحيح. But the rest of the hadith إلا ما غلب على ريحه وطعمه ولونه. Ah, this is weak. But the ulama said the meaning of this part which is weak it's correct. So they use it as a scale to know. The water, whether it is still tahar or become najis. By using this, the color change, the smell change, taste change. The meaning, this is correct. And here, you don't have those three together in the water to say it is najis. One of them, because we have another riwayat say, أو طعمه أو لونه أو or or so one of them enough to make a decision to say this is impure or two or three but not all of them together has to be there okay so هذا الحديث لا ينجس شيء because the water has no loan color has no taste has no ريح نجاسة get in there and change the parts of the water by affecting the color or the smell or the taste then after that we have an issue with this with this water okay as I said this hadith it's not sahih with the last you know three uh, uh, the last part but the meaning the ulama agreed upon that and they said it is correct okay See now, the first hadith said, لا ينجسه شيء. Hadith, the second hadith. But now we have something the ulama agreed upon. This something changed in the water, whether a color or smell or taste, we have problem with that. I'll continue with the hadith, then I'll go back to tell you how the ulama have problem with this hadith. Go hadith number four. Narrated Abdullah ibn Umar, Radiallahu anhuma, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, If there is enough water to fill two pots, it carries no impurity. 
Another version has, it does not become unclean. If there is enough water to fill two pots, two pots, it carries no impurity. There is no impurity. Now, the first hadith, second hadith said, We added a restriction, we said, unless, yeah, this is right, but the water cannot change the color, and the najasa change the color and the taste, there's something wrong with it. Now, another hadith says, you know, we call the pot, okay. if it is to the water, it's the amount of the water, two pots and more, najasa won't affect him. The ulama understood from that as a meaning, if it is less, we'll carry najasa. And this is the majority of the ulama said, Ibn Taymiyyah said no. If we have two pots, the amount of the water, the Prophet the water, the amount of the water, okay, won't carry najasa. So the ulama, this is mantuq, this is the saying of the Prophet The meaning of this, if it is less, was that supposed to mean? Will carry najasa. When I tell you, this amount of water won't carry najasa. It is amount as this box full of water won't carry najasa. I understand from this, if it is less, will carry najasa. So now see, we have hadith say, ma, anything you put in it, won't affect it. We have another hadith said, we have problem with the color, smell and taste. Now we have another hadith that says, if it is more than qullatain, qullatain or more, won't carry najasa. But if it is less, this is meaning by some ulama, will carry najasa. Ibn Taymiyyah said, no, we cannot make takhsis to that umum by the meaning, by the understanding. We cannot make it. But the majority of the ulama, they use that as a takhsis. We have a general meaning, we make takhsis in that a general. Okay? Qullatain, والمعتمد في هذا الحديث المراد بالقلتين هي قلال هجر وهجر يعني الإحساء قلال باتس from هجر إن إحساء is it a city Saudi Arabia yeah they used to have big قلال and they used to use it in المدينة and both of them القلتان they are almost two hundred and seventy liter by our scale now so if you have 270 liters and more, that water won't carry najas. So the understanding, if it is less than 270, will carry najas. Okay? Some ulama, they said there is a tirab, there is a problem in this hadith. And they said, we choose the hadith of Abi Sa'id, the one says, in the ma, the water won't carry any najasa, the first one we mentioned. And this hadith, it's not. But you know, ulama, they said that tirab, it's not perfect in the hadith, it's not jayid. So ulama, they said, hadith, it is sahih, and one of them is Sheikh Laban. Okay. This hadith now tells us there is different difference between huge amount and little amount. That's the first thing we derive from this hadith. There is a difference between a huge amount and little amount. Okay. Ahnaf, by the way, they didn't use this hadith. They think it's da'if. And I'm telling you. And some ulama, they make taqsis. They said if the understanding of this hadith, if it is, you know, 270 liter, won't affect the water. But if it is less, will affect the water. So we have 
problem with whether the water it is little or a lot. Imam Malik, he said, I don't see the difference between whether it is little or uh, a lot. The only thing I can look to the water, if there is any changes. There is a changes, I call this water najas. So if you put a najasa in something less than 270 and doesn't see the change, Malik says the water is still okay, if there is no any change. So he used the restriction, the one the ulama agreed upon, which is the color and the taste and the smell, if affect that little water, so whether it is a lot or less, if affects the water plus. But the ulama they said no. If it is less, even if we put in it najasa, little, plus will affect. So little najasa, little water will affect that water. But some ulama they said no. To us, the dhabat ruling in our case is the color and taste and smell. Of course, those ulama they told them, uh, now bring me why those ulama they said the little of water, if you put little najasa in it, will affect it even doesn't change the color, the smell, and the taste. Go to hadith number five. Now we are trying to have a full picture of the adilla of each group. Because now we have water doesn't affect any najasa if you pour it in it. But we face with a hadith it says, unless the color changes or the smell or taste, Oh, this is a, we put us in a corner where we have to think to combine between this, because this meaning been uh, agreed by the ulama. And another hadith says, Ibn Umar, Qullatayn, less or more. This is make us the first hadith problem in it. Now, if you add to it another hadith, hadith Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu, number five, qala qala rasulullah sallallahu ahadukum fil daimi muslim. وللبخاري لا يبولن أحدكم في الماء الدائم الذي لا يجري ثم يغتسل فيه. ردة حديث. Narrated Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said None of you should take a bath in stagnant water when he is sexually impure. Reported by Muslim. Another version of Al-Bukhari has None of you should urinate in stagnant water that is not flowing, then take a bath in it. A version of Muslim has the words from it, i.e. from the water. And a version of Abu Dawood has, one should not take a bath in it from sexual impurity. See, now when the Prophet says so, the Alma says, see, it is littered. And you put najas in it, you urinate there, and he told me, don't make ghusl, it means it become najas. Little water, little najasa, it changed the water. But the other group, they told me, okay, do you remember the hadith of Al-Arabi, the one who came to the masjid, and he urinated there, and the Prophet ﷺ, after he finished, he said, bring little water and throw in it. See, little water, get rid of that najasa, it means little najasa, if cannot affect or influence or make anything to that water, so it's okay. We have hadith Al-Arabi. That's why they have differences, the ulama, because they have different hadith. We have hadith Qullatayn ibn Umar. We have hadith that says, you know, al-mala yunajisu shay. We have hadith al-Arabi, the one entered the masjid. So we have differences. Some of them said, 
F, the color, smell, taste, change, I'll take that. Otherwise, whether it is big, huge amount, or little, and I'm not, uh, I'm not agree about that. They told them we have this hadith, لا يبولنا لا يغتسل أحد من دوان برادر طلح رد يتولد من هذا الحديث العربي. so the other group يتولد من الحديث العربي when we put the water in نجاسة. we were talking about the نجاسة we pour it in the water. there is difference. so شيخ صالح agreed about this. he liked this and he goes with that. there is difference between when you throw the water on the نجاسة until you get rid of it even it is little. Then you take a najasa, you throw it in the water. And I'm not going to go in deep, because if we go in deep, and I want you to know, to understand, to have little meaning of those hadith, and you continue studying those hadith from different books. And there is jama, some ulama, they said, we have to make tarjiyah, and some ulama, they said, we have to make jama. Some ulama said, this لا يغتسل أحدكم في الماء الدائم وهو جنم أو لا يبولن أحدكم في الماء الدائم الذي لا يجري ثم يغتسل فيه This is عبادة Because he didn't say it is نجس He warned us, advising us to not do so Because it is عبادة Or it is مكروه Because your nafs doesn't like to do so How can you make, take a shower And at the same place you have urinate in that place Of course there is difference between this And what we have nowadays in our washroom because there is a hole the urine goes down so it's not the same case because long time they stand and urinate in the same spot so some of them they say it is ibadah you go and you check about all this because if we start to study the everything a hadith and the opinion of the ulama I don't think we going to finish one hadith okay of course those hadith we have mentioned there are ten now all those five or six hadith related to the water Related to whether it is little or big, related what uh, the najasa, if it is little, does it affect that water or not, related to the hadith where the changes happen to that water. Now you have an idea what's going on with the najasa and the water. Try to collect some information about that and put all the information together. You will end up with something nice within that. Anybody has a question? No. Uh, yeah, different opinion then from no he said to tell me the meaning of the قل حديث القلتين the prophet sallallahu he said إذا كان الماء ها ماذا الحديث says إذا كان الماء شن الحديث المنطوق متاعه هو كان mentioned read the حديث ابن عمر إذا كان الماء قلتين ولا this is the mantua. This is the saying of the Prophet. The understanding, what? If it is less, we'll carry the khabat. This is you said it, not the Prophet. Said. So he didn't take that. Now, when somebody is with us and he broke his wudu, he has to arf al hadat. This is, we call it hadat. You go and wash your hands and make your wudu. So until you, you, you have done the wudu, so you get rid of that hadith. The same thing if somebody janab. By the way, we have najasatun ainiya, wa najasatun hukmiya, wa najasatun ma'nawiya. Three kind of najasa we have. Najasatun ainiya, the one you touch, you can see. This is what we call it ainiya. Ainiya, it's visible in your toe. 
in your body. Najasatun hukmiya, things you have to sometimes take. Can I find a nice word in English? No? Okay, maybe the, the najasa hukmiya, the najasa in your toe without color are real. And the thing you have to uh, wash and clean. Hukmiya could be. Something you don't smell, you don't uh, taste, you don't uh, doesn't change the color. You are being ordered by the shara to take that. أما النجاسة المعنوية like a مشرك كافر يزنجش نجس بيعقل because he is committing a shirk or doing his نجس as Allah سبحانه وتعالى said about him. I'll try to find a good word for النجاسة this نجاسة بدين لجن. Yeah, hadith number six please. A man who accompanied the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم narrated. Allah's Messenger وسلم, forbade a woman to bathe with the water left over by a man, and that a man should not bathe with the water left over by a woman, and instead they should both take scoopfuls of the water together. Okay, if there is a uh, container and the lady she made wudu from it, okay, or tartas and make ghusl with that, whatever left over, the man cannot use. The same thing for the man, if he does this, our Rajul, Bifadli al-Mar'a, and Taqtasil al-Mar'a to Bifadli al-Rajul, our Rajul, Bifadli al-Mar'a, Waliyagtarifa, Jamiq. Now, now this is also, we have some hadith, will appease that there is contradiction. Okay? So this hadith, Ma'na anna Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Naha al-Mar'a, Naha al-Rajul, and Yagtasil, both of them, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Naha, and Sharia, it's tahreem, means it is haram, because naha, and Nabi Sallallahu don't do this, okay? Surat al-Fadl, al-Fadl means you use the container, whatever left over, you cannot use, both sides, okay? And if they have to use that container, they can use it, both of them, at the same time. Means she takes and he takes, you understand? Yeah, if you have a container, let's say if you have a container and you went to the store and you come back, you find your wife use that water uh, to make ghusl and there is something left over, you cannot use it. You cannot use it. But if you want to use that, you take advantage of it, use it both of you, not independently. The same, she takes and use and you take and use. But uh, one of them to use it by itself, no, cannot. قال البدر رحمه الله سناد هذا الحديث صحيح. The chain of this hadith, it is authentic. Okay. So we have al-nahi here. Nahi it is tahreem. Sheikh Salah, Hafizullah said, al-illah, al-illah of this hadith, oh, I'm talking to myself, al-illah, he said ta'abudiyah. We don't know what's the illah in this hadith. Why? See, sometimes we know the illah, sometimes we don't know. Say, the illah is ta'abudiyah. And that's why Allah said, al-nahi here, when the Prophet said, he said, don't, here, للتنزيل وليس للتحريم. It's not to that level where it is haram. It's less كراهة. It's مكروه. Okay. And it is from the verb الأدب. To be مؤدب. Polite. And it's not from التحريم. Because العلة is unknown. But we have another hadith that النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يغتسل بفضل ميمونة which is hadith number seven. To show you now we have another hadith contradict this hadith uh, appears to us and maybe this hadith hadith maymuna okay hadith ibn abbas as a qarina qarina which is proof the deed makes that tahrim goes down 
Okay. Go to hadith number seven and hadith number eight. Narrated Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to bath with the water left over by Maymuna, radiallahu anha. And Ashab al-Sunan, the compilers of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, reported that one of the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took a bath from a vessel. Then came the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and when he wanted to take a bath from that vessel, she said, I was sexually impure. He said, water does not become sexually impure. Okay, now, maybe you can combine between those hadiths, the first hadith, hadith Maymuna, radiallahu anha, and hadith ibn Abbas, that that tahrim, in the first hadith, it is for karah. It's makruh, not it is haram. Why? Because we have hadith ibn Abbas. And some of them they said, Tarjih uh, maybe, huh? Made the Tarjih that, you know, that hadith is stronger, it's a Muslim, and there is a problem with the first hadith. So anyway, and I think we'll uh, stop here, and uh, we'll give you the key. I'm not going deep side, because I have this kitab, has everything, Bidayat al-Mujtah, Khilaf, the ulama, the adillah of this group, and the adillah of this group, and what's tarjih, if there is any tarjih, or jama' if there is any jama' combined between the hadith, but uh, the way the Sudhif knowledge starts, starts with little, by little, and this will open doors for him, so he can continue, either with me or with somebody else, alim or from kitab or whatever, to collect more information, and he will understand the issue better than what we give. أرجعت تناي أكتفي بهذا النزل الخليل وأختمنا الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم كثيرا. إن شاء الله بإذن الله تراكم درس اليوم الإنجليش النجاسة الحكمية والنجاسة النجاسة العينية النجاسة الحكمية والنجاسة المعنوية. بارك الله فيك شيخ. You said that you might not be able to find certain hadith in Bukhari because the kitab in Bukhari from at that time, the narration at that time is different from what it is now. No, the, 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 sometimes the one who the scripture we got something is missing. The scripture Abdul Hayyar used has that hadith, so he refers to the what he had. You are referring what you got from the library now. So, so it's not the same. Sometimes it's a, a, a different narration because the Bukhari not one person. Uh, you have many students. Let's say if now you want to write whatever I said tonight after five years. You put it in the kitab and you publish it. Another brother will write mine. He will add some information they don't have. And I'm going to use that kitab. And somebody will refer to yours and say, well, it's not there yet. How come from where did you bring this? The narration different. And he has a lot of students. So the Bukhari didn't come to us from one way, from different way. And that's why we have, you know, different, we have that ikhtilaf. Is there any explanation by any of the ulama on why the Prophet ﷺ did not mention when one of the Sahaba asked him about, let's just say, the what is Tahara, what makes it Atahur, why he didn't say the entire thing instead of he, he said something here, sometimes he said something here. You had to be collected this way. Sometimes you ask me about something, I give you the answer. Like when you read some verses, you complete it from another surah, in another verse, to understand the meaning of the verse. And this is so that you can't the, the occasion itself, the situation itself. I give this piece of information, you have to collect. And there is nothing wrong with it. If it's clear, especially. That's why the ulama, they agreed upon that statement. If there is any change in the water, in the color of the smell, this is the strong destruction. Yeah. 
Is it possible for a person to say that this is the correct because we have, as you mentioned, the khilaf